When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello there and welcome to this Cybrox. It's your Rangers podcast. My name is Scott Patterson and you join us for our update on the women's team for February, which has been a really busy month for, for the women's outfit, of course, with the game at Ibrox, which has just recently passed, which we will come to cover um, a little bit in the next 30, 40 minutes or so. Joining me to discuss the women's team tonight, as always, is Claire Gemmel. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Yes, very well, thank you. It's been a, it's been a busy sort of month in February. I would argue, and I'll not get in straight into it, in fact, we'll do the agenda first, right? So what we're going to discuss on this one, um, the new fixtures are out for the split from March onwards, which we will cover. Um, we will cover the the recent Old Firm match at Ibrox, lots to discuss from then. The dress rehearsal from for the Sky Sports Cup from Petersville Park against Partick a little earlier in the month. And of course, we did defeat Hearts way back uh, the first weekend of, of February. Um, it takes me quite nicely into February, generally clear. Listen, I was fully bravado. The last time we spoke in January, as you'll remember. Um, I do wonder if February's been a wee bit disappointing as a month for Rangers women's team. It probably has when you consider the season they've had up until now, I think. Yeah. But obviously when we spoke last month, you know what I mean? That you know, that struggle they've kind of had with Aberdeen just narrowly beating them two one. Absolutely. You know, it was almost as if it was kind of leading into it a wee bit, wasn't it? And it does happen, that's the thing. It happens throughout a season where you just hit a patch where you're maybe just not playing your best. Yeah. And it's about what you can actually get out of results and stuff like that when that happens to you. So I think considering that they've they maybe not played at their best, would you consider that, yeah, as I said, by the standards, it's been a, maybe not a great month, but considering the way they're playing, I think maybe you could... They could count themselves lucky a wee bit that they've actually not come away with less. Yeah. And of course, as we record now, um, they are still comfortably top of the pile as things stand just now. But that's not discounting um, Glasgow City and Celtic, who suddenly seem to have been given a bit of a, 
um, breath of life and, and seem to be racing down their necks all of a sudden. We'll go back to, to the Hearts game, Broadwich, which is the last time we were there. It feels like ages ago now. Um, Jim Ross scored in a stuffy, I would argue, not very exciting 1-0 um, win at home. Well, exactly. I mean, that's probably how you, you sum the game up. It was... It really wasn't great to watch, if, if I'm honest. The chances were few and far between in the entire game. Yeah. You know, I think I can count in one hand the chances that are in the game, to be honest with you. And then the goals, just a bit of magic again from Rachel Rowe to, to yeah. drive forward and, and then find Jane Ross, who, you know, don't get me wrong, takes the goal very well. Um, but other than that, did they really score another one? They probably didn't. Um, granted as well, I'm not saying I know Hearts doesn't really cause them many issues either, but they did prevent them from, from playing and I think that it just kind of carried on from, as I said the way they finished January and then I did say to you last month, you know I were, whatever it was, eight points ahead at that point, you know you've got difficult games coming up, obviously I pinpointed the Hearts game and the Celtic game, and I know we're going to come on to them, you know, about potentially dropping points there. Never even mentioned the Partick Thistle game, which wasn't meant in any disrespectful way, by the way. It's just, I just didn't. But I, I figured the Hearts game and this, this Celtic game would have been more difficult. And then it turns out they actually stumbled against Partick Thistle and they managed to go over the line with Hearts. But, you know, it was a bit of a bleh game, the Hearts game, if, if I could describe it in any way. Do you think, I mean, obviously, when, when we spoke, one of the things that we, we spoke about last month um, was January was basically an avalanche of goals. Um, and, and obviously, you're, you're looking at a different standard of, of opposition on, on each sort of match day. Um, but in February, we, we've, we've scored sort of twice. Um, and when you reflect upon sort of January's tally, um, way, way more than that. And I do think, I, I just wonder at the moment if we're seeing, I think we're maybe seeing a couple of their strikers, maybe just a little, I, I think we're looking at, I think Rio Hardy's having a bit of a struggle just now with our form, to be perfectly honest with you, after a really, really good sort of five, six months um, of our debut season at Rangers. And I'm sure that will kick back into into action very, very shortly. But I think we are seeing, um, we're maybe at that stage where she's feeling that over-reliance of, Maybe the pressure of her being the, the sort of lead option, if you like, for scoring, considering Jane's been away for such a long time and then now back. Um, what do you think? Do you think Rio Hardy's maybe suffering a slight crisis of confidence just now? I don't know if it's necessarily confidence. I think sometimes, as I said, you, you just get through dips in form. It happens. It's yeah. it's very rare that you see somebody flying every single game for an entire season. It, it just doesn't seem, seem to happen. I can't think really off the top of my head anyway of any player that's been amazing in every single game for an entire season so yeah. I think the thing is uh, not the worrying thing but if she does have a dip that other players have had in the team yeah. who's then stepping up to fill the goals that she's not yeah. scoring Yeah, and I think that's where the problem is then you've obviously got Kirsty Howitt out injured who you know they two were pairing up very well at the start of the season and I'm not suggesting that uh, Hardy and Jane Ross can't. However, it's Jane's a different player from Kirsty Howitt. Kirsty Howitt, you know, spinning into channels and all that. Jane's more of a box player. Yeah. I think so. It's a different relationship. So obviously that relationship is still building as well between her um, and Hardy. And then if she's hitting that kind of dry patch in goals, 
it maybe just looks worse than it actually is. Yeah, no, that's actually, and maybe if, if Rio's listening, I apologise if that was overly harsh. Um, but she has had a, you know, and I think it's a, it's almost a reflection on how good our, our opening sort of five, six months of the season has been that the minute she maybe goes a couple of games without sort of hitting the target, people are instantly thinking, oh no, is, is, is there something there that we're missing type thing, which we obviously, um, we hope there isn't, and we, we wish her back to form soon. Um, so February, listen, from a points perspective, February, I think, starts off okay. Three points, home win, hearts. Um, and as you allude to, we, we go into um, Partick Thistle at Petersill Park, dress rehearsal, if you like, for the Sky Sports Cup final in March. I'm waiting to say that for weeks. Um, <laughs> and it probably it's probably the one, and you kind of said, it, it's the one that's maybe surprised us this month. I, I think we probably went there and expect not expected to win but it was really it was lackluster it was a it wasn't a great day to 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 play football i know you were well sort of covering the game for for the bbc um what's your expert analysis on that <laughs> i don't have an expert but i've given you my thoughts on it <laughs> um to be honest it's probably the worst i've seen them all season in terms of their performance mm. And it's, I think it's because you know what they're capable of doing as a team, but I felt as if they were just really sloppy with the ball. They were basically coming up the pitch with the ball and hitting it out of play with they were under no pressure. And that went on the entire game, by the way. That wasn't as if it was just, you know, we're settling into the game and, and then that kind of goes away. That was, that was happening all game and it was multiple players across the pitch that were doing it. And then, you know, the ball was, they were just moving the ball so slow and the thing is, Peter Hill's a really tight pitch, and you have to give Partick Thistle credit because they obviously are they're, they're a well-oiled machine in terms of they all know their jobs, they all know their roles, and in a, their home pitch, which difficult place to go, so tight doesn't suit Rangers at all for their style of play. Really suited Partick Thistle, so you need to move the ball quickly, and they weren't doing that. They were trying to pass it around them. There was no space to do it. You know, you, you're wanting your players that are capable of going one v one getting on the ball and doing that. It wasn't happening. So I just felt overall that their decision-making on the day it just really wasn't great. And then that, as the game goes on, the other team, part of this, will get more and more confidence. They then start panicking about where a goal's going to come from. And I just I, I just felt as if, to be honest, see the goal that Partick Thistle scores? In my opinion, it's a goal. It should stand. Yeah. So they're actually really lucky not to lose the game. Yeah. And from a... So I'm going to ask you to put your... your player's hat on. By the way, I, I read last week, that's about five years since you wrapped it, which shocked me. About five years, genuinely? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't no. think it was so long. No, it's three. this is my third season not playing. <laughs> five years. <laughs> You're adding <laughs> years on to my life. Yeah, <laughs> so if you put your, if you put your sorry, player's hat on from three years ago, um, <laughs> going into the cup final in March, uh-huh. um, does a a sort of zero zero sort of result at their place. Does that egg you on for three or four weeks down the line? Does it sit in your head? Are you desperate just to play them again? Maybe in the knowledge it's a cup final, so you've got a chance to get a medal. How does that maybe affect your mindset going into that final in March? If it was me as a player, yeah, I'd be wanting that game to come. Yeah. I'd be wanting to put that right. It would be more of a determination for me. I wouldn't be scared of the fixture then because I drew with them now. Now I think that's going to be a very different game for 
well, multiple reasons, given it's a cup final, given it's going to be a massive pitch, so it's actually going to play in Rangers' hands, I think, rather than Partick Thistle. And again, no, it's not in any disrespectful way, it's just it's going to be really difficult to cover those areas when you've not got the ball for long yeah. periods of time. It's so tiring. So, no, I don't think that it's going to be in their head in terms of they're worried about it. I think they'll give Partick Thistle the respect they deserve, but I think it will be determination going into that game to prove a point. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, listen, it's one that um, no doubt Joe Potter will be, will be looking forward to a chance to win her second trophy of the season. So, um, and I, I just I just wonder the fact that that was such a disappointing afternoon um, mm-hmm. that they'll, they'll see that as not an, an opportunity to seek revenge, but it just adds a little bit something to it because they were so disappointing. As you rightly say, because we've seen such good stuff, sort of um, a good product on the pitch for them for the best part of sort of five, six months, that's that's a bit of a blip. I, I, I think going in, when we recorded in January, they had, they had drawn one game this season. And when we look at the, the start now, they're, they're now, of course, drawn three because they draw against Partick Thistle. And the game that takes us sort of too nicely now um, is the match at Ibrox on Sunday just past, where they, they've, they've drew one each with Celtic. Um, any risk of the occasion maybe becoming not too much as such, but playing at Ibrox, opportunity might be the only opportunity some of them get to play at Ibrox. Um, does that come into your mindset at all going into that game, or is it sort of tunnel vision, sort of eye in the prize type thing? I think some folks certainly are pretty much, maybe even all of them, you know, I think they would be kidding on if they said they didn't think about the occasion. Of course. I think it's natural to, to think about the occasion when you're going into the game, but it's whether you then let it get in your head too much. I think if you think about the occasion, that's fine, but then when you go out to start warming up and you're starting to then get into your, your job effectively, you need to be able to put it to the side. So it's whether individuals can do that and only the individual themselves can actually do that. So it's really down to each person whether they allow the occasion to then affect their performance on a pitch. And yeah, it was an interesting start for Rangers. I thought Rangers started like a train, lots of good sort of opportunities in the first half. Jane Ross has a couple. Um, Rio misses a is sort of in the right area to to get a header almost on target. Um, they did start well in, in the first half. They were really the only team in it, and I think at that point you think we're really unlucky here to go in zero zero at half time. Yeah, I think so. Um, as you say, Jane Ross had a, a good opportunity to the ball over, and she finds herself in the box with acres of space, and obviously can't convert it. I think that's probably the best chance we had in the first half, or certainly one of them. Um, and as you said, started pressing very high, which Celtic were struggling to cope with, Aye. to start with. And then, you know, after 15, 20 minutes or so, I don't know if it was maybe Celtic get a, a confidence or whatever, but then we obviously dropped off. And or I don't, It could have been tactical, you know, it's difficult to press so high for, for an entire game as well. So sometimes you see it happening for X amount of time, drop off, then try and press again. So it could have been that, but you think, you know, if you're on top and that's working, then it's a fit team. So, you know, keep it going that way. But it obviously didn't pan out and then it became a bit edgy, didn't it, the, the game for, for periods of time? Yeah, I mean, it, it really did. Um, I felt that I was a bit concerned based on the, based on the chances that went awry in the first half. I kind of thought, you know, Rangers-Celtic games 
at any level, men's games, women's games, you 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 always need to take your opportunities. And, and one thing I will come to in probably the next five minutes or so is big moments in these games and just how important they are, whether it is a, a penalty save, a miss, a, a red or a yellow card, if you like. There's always big moments that can be really a, a moment of definition over over the contest. We go in at halftime, nil-nil, um, probably should be one up. Joe Potter um, refers to being a little bit disappointed that they didn't go in a goal a goal up at half-time, still in the game at that moment, but what we can't do is start the second half that sloppy, and they did start the second half really sloppy. The goal that they lose is an absolute shocker, isn't it? Well, it is, uh, but one thing, you know, uh, we'll start with the goal first. Really, uh, it's horrendous, the defending's horrendous, in my opinion. You know, you should never have that amount of space in the box. As a, as a runner coming into the box, we know they're tracking you. You know, they're very capable footballers, they're playing at a, a really high level, well, in general, but obviously the highest level in this country. You know, it's just unacceptable, I think, to allow somebody that amount of space to then pick a pass like that in the box and really, you know, with her track record, she's not going to miss this year. Um, I know she, she then later goes on to miss a very good chance, but you, you probably wouldn't have betted on it. If you've seen it land at her feet, you're probably betting on her scoring it, aren't you? The second opportunity she's got. But just to go back, as you were saying, about missing opportunities and not taking your chances, I think it's just a common theme through these big games with Rangers. They're on top, they're playing well, they're getting chances, but they can't put the ball in the back of the net. And it's when are you going to learn from that as a squad? How are you going to overcome that and actually start putting the ball in the net and taking control of games rather than having to keep coming back from goals down? Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the, the chance that... Um, and it kind of alludes to what, what I'm talking about, the, the chance that... Flint misses at at one nothing when she just screws it wide to Jenna Fife's um, right hand post. It's a huge moment in the game. At that point, as I say, Celtic in the lead. I don't think Rangers really were that great in the second half. I thought we we struggled a little bit to get through the gears. Second half, that chance a huge chance in the match, and at two nothing, should they score it, um, they they will just chop shop and and play the rest of the game out on our patch. We, their fans know what to be seen. Um, so that was a huge moment in the match. Other huge moment in the game was, of course, Mia McCauley coming off the bench, goes with a first touch. And it's a, it's a real, I actually think it's a really well-worked goal. Great sort of midfield, bit combative from, from Chelsea calling it up to um, to roll again, perhaps unsurprisingly. Um, yeah. And the, the thing that I really liked about this, as I say, Mia McCauley's first touch, and she takes it so well. It's like she's been in the pitch for about half an hour beforehand. Just great composure. It's a really good finish, isn't it? Brings us right back in the game. It's a brilliant finish. And she's, you know, such a young player. And I think sometimes you forget that because of the way she comes on and can score yeah. big goals in games. Do you know what I mean? She, it's not the first time she's done it this season when they've needed a goal and she's come and, and she's stepped up and done it. But I, it, it was actually a very well-worked goal. I think it was Ewan's drop steep. Links up with Chelsea. Chelsea plays it long for Rachel Rowe. Again, what a touch. It's like coming over her head, brings it down. Probably many folk would touch that and it would be out for a throw-in. Do you know what I mean? But she's got it's like glue on her feet. And then it's just the, the way it allows me and my colleagues just to, to walk onto it, basically. She doesn't need to do anything. Just walk straight onto it. And it's a great finish into the corner. And you think from there, you know, maybe you're going to kick on. But again, you know, never really get going. And it, it just didn't 
you weren't really sure that I wasn't really sure at that point what way the, the game was going to go. I, I felt it could have went anyway. Absolutely. And the, 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 as you say, one each, sort of 10, 15 minutes to go, I think it was, if memory serves me right. Um, two big moments, of course. Jane Ross has a great chance. Um, but I do want to focus on the, the, the chance that Jenna Fife sort of, she makes a really good save right at the death. Um, and so often we, we in old firm games, we see goalkeepers coming up with, with big moments. And to be fair, we, we have, do you know what I mean? We rarely speak about the goalkeepers on our podcast because we're quite fortunate that the outfield players are doing the business with a reasonable degree of regularity. There's always coming a moment where you, you need your goalkeeper to be there for the, the big moments of concentration. And it's a great save and it, it, it really saves us the match, doesn't it? It does. And as you said, we, we don't speak about the goalkeepers that much. And it is just credit to the how much we obviously dominate the ball in games. But, and that's where it's difficult for a goalkeeper, isn't it? If you've not done anything for, say, 20 minutes at one point in a game and then you're expected to come out and produce big moments. But I think she does really well. You know, I think she gets her angles right. I think she makes the goal as small as she possibly can for her to, to hit anywhere. But, you know, when the shoe's on the other foot, if, if it was me and I was a Celtic fan, I would be thinking you should be scoring that. Do you know what I mean? So it is, it's a, it's a double, it's like two sides of a coin, isn't it? But I think, yeah, she, she does excellent. She basically makes it as difficult as possible and she managed to get a leg on it. So it's some save. Yeah, 100%. If I was to offer you at the, <laughs> well, here we go, um, <laughs> at, the, um, at the beginning of February, if I had said we could get five points from nine, from Hearts, Partick, Thistle and Celtic. Do you think you would have been disappointed or do you think your eyebrows would have went like, oh, I don't, I think you're off it a wee bit more so than usual, Scott? I mean, I think, as I said, when you when you consider the overall form in games uh, over the season and then you think about the success they've had over Celtic this season, you would probably think that you would get more points out of the games. Aye. But then when you consider... The wee kind of dip in form that they'd ha- they looked as if they were starting to produce coming out of January going into February. Then, are you overly surprised? Maybe not. And I think, given everything into consideration, I think five points is probably a good amount to come away with. Yeah, if that's no, diplomatic enough. That's diplomatic. I think it's as about diplomatic as you can get based on some conversations we have offline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I I think you're right. I think the the one wobbly one in it is, is I think it's the draw at Partick. And you know, I, I don't mean, and, and we've, we've already said it, we don't mean that to sound disrespectful at all, not in the slightest. Um, but out of the three games, it's probably the one that you expect Rangers to be really quite comfortable in. They weren't at all. The result wasn't comfortable. Performance wasn't comfortable. And it, it was arguably... Um, a little bit of a reality check. Do you think they're missing some of their big players more than this month than what they were last month, Cliff? I think they are. Yeah, massively, actually, I think they're missing players. You know, I think particularly, you know, the Partick Thistle game, even the Celtic game, I think, you know, Kirsty McLeod not being there just for her passing range and, you know, she can drop passes into tight areas and she's just... Very good at getting herself an inch of space, which they were crying out for, particularly in the party at Thistle game. Yeah. 
I think they're massively missing Rachel McLaughlin at the yeah. back. And again, you know, three good defenders in, in Doc, Cathy Hill and, and Medag, but very different qualities to what Rachel McLaughlin can give. She can go forward, which they are not as comfortable doing. She'll drive at players, she'll create overloads, she'll shoot. You know what I mean? It, I just think they're missing, they're definitely missing that. And it's two big areas in the pitch for them. Yeah. You know, their game's all about creating overloads. So if you're taking that away and then your creativity deeper in the pitch, you know, you've still got it up there with Rachel Rowe and stuff, but deeper in the pitch, you're, and again, it's not, it's, it's not exactly Chelsea's natural thing to do, is to spray passes about. Yeah. Again, no sense you can't do it, but it's yeah. not really what our game is. So, yeah, and again, as I said, Kirsty Hibbert, you know, she was on some run of form, scoring goals just before she got injured. So, yeah, it's probably a big players right across each line of the pitch. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, the, the one thing that, that Rachel's been a, a, a huge, huge part of, of how Rangers have played. And, do you know what I mean? You could back a couple of seasons and she's always been there or thereabouts. Um, and I appreciate maybe ordinarily we've seen her play at, at right back. We've seen her really useful recently as a playing in that sort of advanced sort of a defensive role, if you like. Do you know what I mean? She's um, she's certainly been missed. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And it's not a a slant on the on the girls that are in there just now who are playing really really well. Um, Clear the split fixtures are out from March onwards. Of course, other side of this international break, which we are just slap bang in the middle of. Um, big headlines that are, that are coming on out with the the sort of the, the cup mid March. We travel to um, Avery's place, the Excelsior, for the for the Celtic match, seventeenth of March, fourteenth April. Um, Glasgow City. I think come to us on that afternoon. I think they come to us. Um, huge week at the beginning of May, and I reckon, and you'll be better placed to to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Huge week at the beginning of May with home ties against Hearts and Celtic, and away to Glasgow City um, in the space of ten days. I would argue that if the league isn't done by then or we'll at least have maybe a two-horse race by then, that will be the 10-day period where things are, are more obvious as to where this trophy's going to end up at the end of May. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. You know, I like the split. I think it just makes things really interesting. And as you said, if, if it's not clear by that point, yeah, I think those games are going to be massive. But I actually think, depending on how the first couple of games go with yeah. Celtic, Glasgow City, I mean, I think they could really put down a marker, particularly if we manage to win them. I think if we don't, you know, it's, it's different. If we don't win them, it's the pressure then becomes on Rangers. If we do win them, then you've got a really good cushion, particularly if you can hold your results going into the second round of games with those teams. So, hey, it's, it's really, I mean, it could go any way. We've seen that in games that you're expecting to be comfortable and you're not you're just what you're just winning games, or or you're not managing to win. Do you know what I mean? It, not being beaten, I mean drawn. So I think it's just going to be really exciting, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. And of course, you've got the 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 added bonus is that well, we know Celtic and Glasgow City are breathing down our legs a little bit just now, um, and we already know that we have the advantage of the four points. They'll have to play each other a couple of times as well. So there's there's going to be, I mean, if they finish in two draws and we 
beat them on each occasion, shoot you in. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's fantastic, and it never always works like that. Of course, it doesn't. But um, I just think you're looking at a, a, a really huge sort of six or so weeks. Um, and, and you're right, it, it is exciting. It's great for the women's game. I, I think when you're looking at a really good entertaining running um to the season. Um and it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting and it's gonna be interesting to see how things just pan out. I think we're in for a, a, a couple of twists and turns yet, which of course completely flies in the theory that I've been saying for months now that Joe Potter is going to win it all really comfortably. <laughs> she, she might, listen, she might yet do that, and of course we hope she will. Um, but it's just over the last wee while it's got a little bit more exciting. Um, listen, we've got one more thing I just want to cover um, be- before I let you disappear. Um, top of the league, four points in it. We know that Celtic and Glasgow City are, are sort of coming behind us. International break just kind of it just kind of stunts things a little bit. I often think the international break when it comes around, and I've no doubt that the, the girls are delighted to go away and represent their country. I get that. I understand that. It's a huge moment. Really, really proud. But I just wonder if you've got momentum at your club, if you want to be going away and training for, for international matches or if you'd rather stay for the bread and butter. Well, in my opinion on the international break at the minute, I actually think they need it. If I'm honest, I think they do need it. I don't think the performances have been brilliant. So I think a wee bit of time to go away and almost reset is probably a good thing for them. And in terms of, you know, for players going away, international break and stuff, probably for the players that are involved in it, can't wait. It's probably more frustrating for the players that are not involved. You know, they'll still be training back at the club and stuff, but obviously when you've got a reduced amount a reduced squad and particularly because there is quite a number of Rangers players away at Scotland so it reduces your numbers more doesn't it and and that can maybe be a wee bit of frustration but at the end of the day you know you'll still be a decent standard there'll still be a a good number of players there so you just need to go on with it but I I definitely think it's something that they need in my opinion to just maybe try and kickstart them again because I just think they look a bit stale at the minute. Yeah and you you almost expect your, your players like Nick Dock and, and Jane in particular, who of course, congratulations to Jane, who's been called back up for the for the national team for Scotland. Um, they'll just want to keep playing games, I would imagine, at this rate, because they've been, maybe not in Jane's case, but in Nick Dock's case, she's been really fortunate with her fitness, never misses a game, very, very rarely injured. Hope I've not put the tin lid on that by speaking like that, by the way. But <laughs> she'll be desperate just to keep on playing and, and gaining that momentum so that when she does come back, to the to the real deal of of club football, um, the momentum can can hopefully continue. So, um, yeah, I think we we have to say I think February has been a bit. You used a fantastic term earlier on that I hear regularly, meh, um, and I, I, <laughs> I, I do think that's a really good way to put it. I think it was um, it was one that could have been better, but it's not a disaster. I think is that fair to say? Do you think? I, I don't think it is a disaster. As I said, I mean, I've played football for years, so being part of when it happens sometimes and you just hit a stale patch, it's about how you cope with it and can you minimise the damage when you're going through it and then how do you try and turn it around. So that's why I think this international break will be actually good for the squad. Just kind of gives them something else to think about for a bit and then come back, hopefully refreshed, and it also gives injured players a bit more time to try and recover and come back for these 
basically massive games really that we'll call them that are coming up and quite a lot so you really want as much of your squad fit as possible. Aye, no absolutely. Claire always good to have you on, thanks for joining us for our February update, well done, thank you. Thank you. Um, don't forget, you can check out our ongoing women's coverage when Kendall and I are going back and forward to the matches. We'll be doing all the post-match stuff and we'll be keeping you updated on scorelines if you're not fortunate enough to get back and forward to the games um, over the next wee while once they return from the international break. If you're listening to us across our audio platforms, we thank you for doing that. Please continue to like and subscribe, whatever it is you do on the audio platform, just continue to do it, we like it. And don't forget to follow us, uh, the full This Is Ibrox group um, across our social media, which is X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all on there. Don't forget to give us a follow. If you're looking at us on YouTube, please like and subscribe, put your notification bells on and you will get a wee message each time we release some content. Thank you for listening. Um, bye for now. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.